We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to talk to you this morning about the law of faith. I want you to turn to Romans, the third chapter. And I want to read from verse 10 and down through several verses. Now, if you're not careful in reading the Bible, you will get certain ideas and miss sometimes the whole point of what God's trying to bring out. I'm often reminded of the story I heard of the fellow from Texas that drove up to a fellow in Arkansas that was feeding his cows, and he drove up by the fence and began to talk to him, and he said, Well, see, you got some cows. He said, Yeah, I got a few. He said, uh, Well, he said, Out in Texas. I have a ranch out there, and he said, I start driving at 8 o'clock in the morning. And he said, I drive till 8 o'clock at night to get around that ranch. The old farmer kind of tipped his hat over on the side of his head and scratched his head and said, Yeah, he said, I used to have a car like that. <laughs> so you see, you could hear accurately what was said and miss the whole point. <laughs> and I'm convinced that many of us have done that from time to time. I want to read from verse 10 of Romans, the third chapter. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Now, you hear people say that sometimes. Well, you know the Bible said, there is none that is righteous. Well, now let's go on and read a little further. They're all gone out of the way. They're all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Now, as you read this, come on down with me in the context of it to verse 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Now, do you realize what it said here? He said there is none righteous, no, not one. He's talking about under the law. Whatsoever the law says. See, he's quoting an Old Testament scripture here. This is the New Covenant recorded in the Romans, the third chapter, which is in the New Testament, but he's quoting an Old Testament scripture to bring out a point. We haven't got to the point yet. <laughs> but quite often you hear people say this, well, you know what the Bible says, there's an unrighteous, so then, you know, you just go through life hoping to be righteous. No, the Bible's very specific on that point. Let's read on down in verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now let me stop there and comment a little bit on this. Because he says, now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. Now, the things that he said up here from verse 10 on down was under the law. This was the thing that he is referring to, to show you that under the law you were not made righteous. There was no righteousness in you under the law. The only righteousness under the law was that you did what the law said. It was a very limited thing. 
and it was counted for righteousness, but he said none are righteous. You could do a righteous thing under the law. That was keep the law. But it did not make you righteous just because you did a righteous thing. So he's pointing out the fact that through the law there was no righteousness. None were righteous. But he says, now the righteousness of God. Notice it's not our righteousness. It is the righteousness of God. Now you get people sometimes that get so bent out of shape because of some song or something, you know, one of David Engel's songs singing, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You'd think people would rejoice over that. Well, many do, but some don't. They say that it's blasphemy to say you're the righteousness of God because they say there's none righteous. <laughs> well, that was under the old covenant. Thank God under the new covenant we can become the righteousness of God. In other words, it's God's righteousness imparted to us. You know, and then they quote that scripture that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Well, we're not talking about our righteousness now. We're talking about the righteousness which is of God. And it's not filthy rags, and it's imputed to us. The righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. All they said was pointing to what he's talking about here. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. Now that's a positive thing, isn't it? But now notice verse 23. Everyone wants to center up on verse 23, verse 10, and verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, now the Bible does say that. Paul brings that in here in this verse of Scripture. But notice what he's teaching here. He's teaching righteousness Amen. when he says that. He says that to show you that we all started out on the same level. How many of you know when you were physically born in this earth, you were not born righteous? Amen. The first thing you wanted to do as soon as you got big enough to talk was tell a lie. <laughs> Nobody taught you to do that. There was no righteousness in you. But thank God, under the new birth, being born again, you become the righteousness of God. Now notice he says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Then he says, Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now he just simply lays that in there to show you that we all started out on the same level. Like someone asked Brother Copeland one time, says, What's your background? He said, Sinner. <laughs> That's our background. We were all sinners. So none of us aspired to any higher height in our own ability than a sinner. And the reason you call a sinner a sinner is because that's what he does best. Have you noticed that? You call a prisoner a prisoner because he stays in prison. A sinner is a sinner because that's where he is and he can't get out of it because he has to be changed before he can get out of that. But notice, Paul says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare his righteousness, not ours, but his 
for the remission of sins that are past. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness. Now, when Paul says the same thing twice in two verses, one right after the other, he's trying to get a point over to you. And he says it in two verses here. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Christ. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Now, do you see what Paul is saying here? He says we all started out on the same level. We were all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he said now there is a righteousness that is made available to us to declare at this time his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. God has declared you righteous through his righteousness. All those that receive his son Jesus Christ, he declares that you are the righteousness of God. Then Paul says, where is boasting then? He said, it's done away with. Under the law, they could boast and say, look at me. I fast three days a week, and I do this, and I do that, you know, and I don't carry my bed on the Sabbath day, and I don't do this. So they would boast about what a great job they were doing under the law, keeping the law. But he says, now the righteousness without the law is manifest, so it excludes boasting. There is no boasting about it. You can't say, look who I am. Look what I've done. Look what a great Christian I am. He said, where is boasting? It is excluded by what law? It works? No. But he says, by the law of faith. It excludes boasting. Now, I want you to notice the phrase, the law of faith. Faith is a law. It's a law of God. It's like any other law of God. It works. Have you noticed that God's laws work? They work. They're fixed laws. God has some fixed laws. There's the law of gravity. It works. Works when it's raining. It works when the sun's shining. It works when it's cold. It works when it's snowing. Works when it's dark. Works when it's daylight. Why does it do that? Because it's a law. There's a law of faith. And he said, where is boasting? It's excluded by this law of faith. There is a law of faith, and if you learn to set the law of faith in motion in your life, it will exclude some things that you've had in the past, and it'll bring into manifestations things that can only be obtained through the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So Paul says we are justified. Someone described justified as being just if I'd not sinned. I think that's a good definition of it. It's just as if I had not sinned. We're justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Can you say amen? Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's entitled, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. Now, in this book, we give you insight into how to escape many of the things that the enemy would have to come your way. You need to know that God is not the destroyer. Satan is the destroyer. You know, when Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden, 
lest they should eat of the tree of life and live forever after they had sinned. Now, God said you can eat of all the trees of the garden except this tree. Well, Eve sinned, Adam followed along with her, and evidently that sin poisoned their tongue. The scripture says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. The closest thing you're going to get to the tree of life in this life is watching the words you speak. Choose your words carefully. Now, in the scripture we find, Whosoever hearkeneth to me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Proverbs 1, verse 33. Well, let's take a look at what Job said in the light of that scripture. For the thing which I have greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Isn't that amazing? When the principle of fear and defeat and disaster were set in motion, they produced the very thing. Job did more than just fear. He greatly feared. He was highly developed in his fear. You should resist fear like you resist the devil. It is God's will for you to walk in peace and in safety. Whosoever hearkeneth me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. There's authority in words. Book offer number 7507. It's entitled, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.